0: Here's your host, Carissa Sims.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Annie White. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I love your smile. You're so radiant. It's uh, amazing to connect with you here on my show, let me share with our audience a little bit about Dr. Annie White. And Annie, do you like to be called Dr. White? Annie, what do you prefer? Anything but late to dinner. (laughs) Oh, you're a comedian.
2: Okay, got it. I'm here all week. (laughs) Um, No, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want. Not Dr. White, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Annie's fine. Annie, you don't have to call me doctor anything on this. I mean,
1: you get the doctorate,
2: but then you feel, you know, you're human and you just feel funny. You're mm-hmm. like, no, you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because you're humble and down to earth, but, um, it's still nice that you're a doctor because it has, you develop a little bit of trust. Like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she's a doctor. So I doctor. Tried. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Annie is the author of The Calm Code: Transform Your Mind, Change Your Life. After change your life after thousands of patient visits and a decade of studying the science of the brain, she developed a revolutionary method to dramatically lower stress and anxiety. Audiences are loving her brand new tools for stress and anxiety. Annie has a doctorate in traditional Chinese medicine and she's been seen on NBC, CBS, Fox, CW, Forbes Health, and many nationally syndicated radio shows and podcasts. Welcome, Annie. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to speak with you, and tell me about these tools for stress and anxiety. Like, what what has really worked for your clients. And I'm also interested in your background in in traditional Chinese medicine. That's amazing to have that, uh, a doctorate in that. So yeah, let's talk about some of these. Well,
2: I I like that you mentioned all of that, because my tools are based on the science of the brain. Okay. But I couldn't have, come up with these tools or put them together without the background of traditional Chinese medicine, because traditional Chinese medicine is all about the root cause. So -hmm. I had all these patients coming into my office and they were highly stressed and anxious. And I knew that if I didn't tackle that high stress and anxiety, they'd never truly be happy or healthy. And my goal when people come see me is always to make a big shift, to make a big difference. But I always tell them, if you see me for one hour a week and you're away from me 167 hours and you're basically sort of freaking out or highly stressed or anxious, you're undoing, you know, a lot of the things and you're causing yourself a lot of undue um, agony, really. Mm -hmm. So
1: I think there's power in
2: questions.
1: Mm, and I-, I love that. I love asking questions, that curiosity, right? Yeah. And, and also going back to the stress, it's like when, when you're away from you and, and like not getting the treatment or the tools there, there is that buildup of tension, uh, you know, in your body, your body can hold that stress. Your body does hold that
2: stress. Great point. And when mm-hmm. your body holds that stress over a period of time, symptoms come up. So if people have pain, people have digestive issues, skin issues, heart issues, I could go on and on and on anything that doesn't need surgery, basically, is exacerbated, I won't say is caused by stress, but is definitely exacerbated by stress and anxiety and those emotions. Because if you think about us as human beings, and you go to the quantum physics level, all we are is vibrating energy. And Mm. what affects our energy more than anything? Our emotions. Mm. If you think about something sad, your energy falls. Mm -hmm. If you think about something stressful, everything is tight and everybody holds it somewhere. So I was seeing this in my office time after time after time. And so I started asking the question, how do I fix this? And I just kept saying, if I could only have and this is going to date me. Okay, Krista. but if I only had a floppy disk and for all (laughs) you young kids out there, I had had one of those too. Okay. So we're dating,
1: we're both dating ourselves. Okay.
2: For all you kids out there, basically that's what we used to have to put into computers for an update. And what I wanted was an update for our brains. It's like, boop, I could just insert that floppy disk and all of our wiring would be updated, but there wasn't a floppy for that. But there was, (laughs) there was a manual update.
1: So Mm. that led
2: me into neuroplasticity. Oh my gosh, what's that? Well, it's the science of the brain, but it states that every thought, action, and emotion repeated wires the corresponding parts of your brain. Mm. So after a stressful period, you have actually built- and wired your mind to be more stressed. And I believe anxiety and stress can be on a continuum. It's sort of like you can be stressed and stressed and stressed, but then your brain becomes so wired to the stress. It's like, you don't even have a choice in a situation. You just go straight down those paths.
1: Mm, yeah. And that's why people can't really control it. It's, it's hard. That's yes. why it's so hard. It's so amazing. You're explaining this science because you know, you have those neural pathways. So, you just need to make a new neural pathway when you're in that situation, correct? M- maybe. Maybe. But, okay. Like you
2: said, in those situations, it's very, very, very difficult to just go to a different pathway because they are so ingrained. Mm. And it's sort of like if you're hiking in the woods and you have your path that you've trudged and other people have trudged. And I'm not saying other people can make neural pathways in your brain, but you have a very, delineated specific path on your hike. And you decide, oh, I just want to go this direction. Well, what's going to happen if you go that direction? Well, there's going to be trees. There's going to be branches. There could be a whole, like it could be a nightmare because you have built that path. So what do you need to do? You need to spend the time building new paths. And that's what my exercises do. So I ask people in the beginning to set aside three minutes twice a day. We work up to eight minutes twice a day. And during that time, you are building the calm and the happy paths in your brain so that I'm not saying it happens in a day because it does not, but so that after a period of time, when something stressful comes up, you don't just shoot down those stress paths. You have a minute, you have a balance in your mind. You have a second to say, huh, maybe I'm not going to go that way. Maybe I'll think of something creative. Maybe I'll be positive about this, but I experienced myself after a very, very stressful time that if your mind is wired toward that stress and anxiety and negativity goes right along with it, and I can explain why in a second, then you ju- you really don't have a choice in the matter. Mm. And I can give you an analogy of, um, I like to use an airline analogy. If you're interested in that, to explain I am.
1: Further, um, I are. am, and I also want to go back to your personal story. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, no problem. But the airline analogy, okay, you're gonna pretend that you have gotten a new job. Okay. You're working at American Airlines or whatever your favorite airline is, and
1: <laughs> you are in Virgin if it was still around. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Virgin's cool. Okay, so you're a Virgin Airline and your job is flight scheduling. That's all you have to do. You don't have to worry about comfy seats or snacks. Thank goodness. Flight patterns. <laughs> OK, your boss comes in and says, "Carissa, I have no idea what's happening. Everyone is going to stress fill Everyone." So your job would be to make new paths, new flight paths and new connections between those flights. So the pl- flight paths in our analogy are the neural pathways. The connections between them are called synapses. You would have to create new ones in order to get everybody, which is your thoughts, where they need to go. You with me?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Then two weeks later, your boss comes in and says, I, everyone has decided they love Calm Town. <laughs> Calm Town, is, it has sangria, it has naps, it's amazing, everyone is going there. So then you would now have to forge new paths to Calm Town to get everybody, i.e. your thoughts there and the connections and... The ones to stress because it's no longer used, start to disintegrate so that you would cancel those flights if you were the flight scheduler, and your brain does the exact same thing Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it's really uh, almost an impossible task. I mean, what would be the first step to read your book or? to Have awareness. Like, what is what do you recommend as the first step? Because sometimes it's like people don't know where to start. Exactly, uh, the book can definitely help. But I'm not just here to,
2: you know. I I don't like it when I listen to things and people are like, oh yeah, and call one eight hundred Annie, and you can have all your answers. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious!
1: Were you ever <laughs> an improv or stand up comedian?
2: No, in the shower. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, So record her, record her in the shower. (laughs) Okay. Um, No. So we start with three minutes twice a day, right? What do we start with? Let's make it super easy. So the first tool in the book is called happy sparks. And here's what you do. You go through all of your pictures or online. It's fine to do online too. And you find pictures that spark whatever positive emotion you want to feel. You can Ooh. spark happiness. You can spark joy. You can spark peace, whatever. I want you to make sure though, as you're looking through these pictures, if there's someone in the background who sets you off as like, mm, that <laughs> rascal is in my dog house, they are out. You cannot use that picture right now.
1: Yeah. You You can't can't have any negative association or what if some people might feel like jealous or envious, like, Oh wait, they're there. Okay.
2: And watch yourself as you're looking at these pictures, only positives are Mm -hmm. allowed. So Mm -hmm. you put them into albums and it sounds complicated, but it's super easy to do on your phone or computer. Or if you want to take physical pictures, you stack them like a, like an album. You don't want to keep them in, in that physical album because of what we just talked about, you know, because if it's uncle Roy and he spilled white wine all over your couch last party and he never paid to clean it, you're just going to be upset again. All right. So uncle Roy has to be out.
1: Sorry, uncle Roy. If you're listening to this,
2: (laughs) uncle Roy (laughs) pay for that couch. So yeah, you pay for the couch. You get on the list. Okay. Exactly. So if you, if they're not on your naughty list, they're in, (laughs) I I actually say that in the book. Okay. Good. And what you do is you set a timer. You can set a timer on your phone. You can set an egg timer, whatever timer you want, three minutes. And for those three minutes, you look at those pictures as those emotions are sparked. And that's why we call it happy sparks, because it's actually igniting those pathways in your brain. And every time you do this, you are building those parts of your mind. It's sort of like if you said, okay, Annie, I want biceps, bigger biceps. And I said, okay, Chris, it sounds good. Here's this exercise. You just take this weight and you do this for three minutes a day, right? And if you did it once, nothing would happen. But if you did it over and over and over again, just like building muscles, your neural pathways are not muscles, but it's a similar situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How does this tie into psychoneuroimmunology, like how emotions can cause disease and and things? Do you think stress could cause different emotions and cause a disease? I think it does,
2: but I think it's it's really, really complicated because it's not just the chemicals in the brain, Mm -hmm. which is what you're talking about. Um, It's also... The cortisol response in the body and all that all the hormonal responses that um transpire after a stressful event because stressful events were only supposed to happen few and far between, right? Mm. It was That's only
1: flight or flight, fight exactly. or flight.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really important for us to survive. It's made for us to run. It's made for us to fight. It's made for us to take action. But what we're doing now is we're having that fight or flight response and that hormonal cascade happening multiple times mm. a day,
1: which is detrimental to the body mm interesting so and- were you already doing this and then did you study Chinese medicine or what was your path no i I studied Chinese medicine
2: first okay. and then I really wanted to figure out the stress anxiety piece of it so it took that took me down the, the brain science. And then I went through a, re- so listen, I was, I was not out to write a book. I was not out to do any of this. I was ab- out to give little tools in my office to people. And I was so busy that it'd be like, do X, Y, Z this week, bam, just do it. Go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. And they'd all come back and be like, Ooh, I like this. This works really well. And
1: well, destiny, I I didn't know I was like, are
2: they being nice? I, and honestly, it was like, it was helping them. So that was my whole goal. And then I went through a really stressful time myself. It was about three years long. It was not okay. And, um, I became anxious, stressed. I cry every time I talk about this, but irritable. I was not myself at all. Yeah. It's so healing to cry. (laughs) It's such a good release. Um, but it, it, what I get where people can get to because I got there
1: Mm. and the crazy, you have so much empathy because you were there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the crazy part was I had all these tools in my back pocket. Did I use them? No, I didn't use them. It's sometimes you're so, you're just so in the thick of it. You, you know, it's sort of like my patients when they need me the most don't call. So that's what I did. Anyway, and maybe I was meant to get to that point to figure out these worked. But I got to, my lowest point was when I was in the living room and I had just absolutely lost my marbles on my husband because he didn't put the dishes all the way in the dishwasher. And I'm not kidding, it wasn't pretty. And I was screaming.
1: Screaming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but I, screaming. I can like yeah. screaming,
2: the dishes don't have feet and that slavery's not okay anymore. All the things, all the things, right. Losing my marbles. And how long ago was this? It was only like four years ago
1: of oh, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It was before the pandemic. So yeah. whatever that is, I don't have any concept of time anymore. <laughs> yeah. A about pandemic. four
1: years, uh, five years, four and a half years was before the pandemic. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that ish sort of mm. space, five, four to five years ago.
2: Um, And Carissa, he looked at me and he said, I can't do this anymore. <gasps> yeah. But you good know, for him. good for him, but that wasn't my only losing my marbles for ridiculous he was like I don't even I, ca- I can't even recognize you I don't know what's going on but yeah I can't I can't be treated and you can't blame him
1: yeah no can one you know you believe I mit- be admit like this that. stuff in
2: public my mom is like I don't <laughs> know that you should tell people this stuff all the time
1: I don't think they're going to like you yeah um, <laughs> and then she's like you know I would I would just do it and you know no one knew about it and it was fine it's just yeah. accepted you
2: know yeah She's like, you should hide that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not part of the story. So because I'm human too, and we would be called perfect if we were supposed to be perfect. (laughs) Perfect. But we're not. So uh, I was lying on the ground in my living room and he had walked out and I was sobbing and I was desperate.
1: Did you have kids?
2: Uh, We don't have kids. You don't have kids. Okay. no. which was, you know, easier for him to, to make that decision. It is. I mean, some, for
1: some people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But in that moment I thought, uh, what am I going to do? I have to fix this. This is not how this ends. This
1: is not how, this is not how this is going to be. Yeah. Because you knew it wasn't about him. You knew that it was like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Not that he's perfect either, but no, this (laughs) was me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you looked at me like, how could you say that? <laughs> this was my one.
2: Okay, this was my one. Ones more than one. <laughs> Fine. So then I thought, oh my god, I'm like irritable. I'm anxious. I'm. Yeah. Str- I have helped people with this stuff. So I, I said, I'm going to do these tools. I'm just going to do them. Why not? I have nothing to lose. I did more than three minutes twice a day in the beginning. I probably did 10 to 15 minutes twice a day, and but I needed it really bad. And it it friggin worked. I mean, it took like um, eh, three weeks, a month to really start seeing changes. And then it really worked. And I was like, oh my God, this works. I like these people were kidding. <laughs> and yeah. I proved pretty- yeah, it was cool. And I proved to him that I could basically wire my mind back to myself. And once I did that, I thought, gosh, I really want to get this into the hands of people who need it because I know how bad I needed it.
1: So then I, I, wrote, a book, I wrote the book. So did it save your marriage? Yes. Like he walked out and did he come back like a few hours later or did you have to call him and say, I've changed? Like, I had to call him and tell him what had happened, explain
2: it, and mm-hmm. tell him what I was doing. You know, and prove mm-hmm. that it, I could change it. So we had to we had to work at it, and I had to work at it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a process, and and so now. Does he use these tools as well? Like you guys both use them? Can you use them together, or are they meant to be like one-on-one? You can use them together.
2: It's sort of hard to do what your wife tells you to do. So I do them with him in a, Yeah, yeah. I do I do them with him in a in a sneaky way. Um because there's so many different ways to use these tools and using them with someone else is actually a fantastic idea. Mm. If um, You know, it's not your thing and you're telling your husband what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, we sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like for instance, we just went over the happy sparks thing. So I won't, would, would never say, Hey babe, let's do some happy sparks. No, I would say, oh my God, do you know, I was thinking about our trip to Vietnam the other day. Do you want to see the pictures I found? Do things like that.
1: Oh, got it. And you know, the underlying meaning of seeing those pictures can bring you both so much joy and take you back there. And yeah. Yeah those feelings. So what are, what are some of the current or the widely known stress remedies that don't really work? They make me a little bit crazy because they
2: (laughs) not only don't work and it's not that they don't work for health. They just don't work for stress. So they're like, I love this. Um, we think you should get more exercise. You need to eat more healthy. You need to get better sleep. I'm one of those people. I believe that. But here's the thing. Are those important for health? Yes. Can you do those when you're truly stressed out? No. High stress causes people to be exhausted. Then they don't want to exercise. Then they feel terrible because they're not exercising and it makes everything worse. And it's the same. It's when you're stressed, you want to eat yummy food your body is actually triggered to get that serotonin because carbohydrates can help make more serotonin. In addition to the sleep issue, which stress causes cortisol spikes, and it hurts your sleep because that starts happening at night. So it just makes people sometimes feel worse about themselves. That's why that advice makes me so crazy at first because it and was another reason that I wanted to find another alternative because it it really won't work if you're truly
1: stressed. Mm. yeah,
2: but uh, those are very important things for overall health,
1: yeah, yeah, but they but they really don't have an impact necessarily, because I mean, I don't know, have people done studies on that, on the exercise or eating right can help reduce stress? Are there certain, there sometimes there's certain minerals that, that you need that can help, right? With cortisol levels or energy levels. Sure. And there's a lot of different
2: stress remedies, right? But the root cause of the stress is how your mind is
1: wired. Yeah. So back to the, Chinese. and the
2: best way to help it. It's just like, if you want strong muscles, you need to build the muscles and you have to exercise to do that. Right. Mm,
1: yeah, absolutely. What about breathing? Are there any, um, tips on breathe? Can breathing help? Definitely.
2: I can teach you my
1: breathing exercise.
2: If Ooh. You want All okay. Right. So we call this high five breathing. Okay. Because it's five counts, it's five steps, and you get a high five for remembering to breathe like this when you're stressed out, okay? Okay. And Navy SEALs use it, so it works. <laughs> First step, okay. Put your left hand on your lower belly. As you breathe in, feel your lower belly go out toward the opposite wall. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to have a hard time with this at first, so they can lay down on their back and feel their belly go up to the ceiling because we're so used to breathing in and out of our chest because that's part of our stress response. So you breathe all the way down deeply. And that really strongly tells your body, you don't need to run from something right now because oh. you can't breathe in this way. If you're running or fighting. Wow! Yeah. Okay. That's
1: amazing. That's, this is what the Navy SEALs do too, huh? It's- To be grounded and less stressful.
2: Yeah. They do this whole exercise. I don't know their count, but it's called Mm -hmm. box breathing. So you breathe in for a count of five Mm -hmm. and the best way to talk to your body is through your body. Okay. So we're telling our body we're safe. There is nothing I need to run from right now. Breathe in for a count of five, pause for a count of five, out for a count of five, pause for a count of five. And if you want to superpower it, you take your right hand and you cover your right nostril. And you do this breathing out in and, in and out only through the left nostril. Studies have shown that activates your parasympathetic or calm nervous system and it calms mm-hmm. you down faster.
1: Mm-hmm. Some people
2: can't do it because they have a cold or allergies or polyps or whatever. So if you can't mm-hmm. do it, it's not a big deal. But if you can, then you pick your nose the right way for stress. And I say the right way because it's the right side.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And you do it with the high five breathing. And another added bonus is if when you're breathing like this, you say to yourself, I'm safe. I'm not in a life or death situation right now.
1: Mm. It's that and- affirmation. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And your, you, your mind can't fight against that. And if you are really in a life or death situation, you don't want to do this breathing exercise and sit down. You sort of want to run or call 911 or, right? So your yeah. body can really settle down. Your brain can really settle down and settle into this exercise. And you breathe in this way until you feel calm again.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, disclaimer if you're in a dangerous situation, this is not what you do. You don't.
2: No, unless you've <laughs> really? already called 911 and you're like hiding in the closet or something, but
1: and you're if really you quiet. Need- Okay. If
2: you, yeah, if you encounter a bear, I highly recommend this is not your, <laughs> your response.
1: We have the same dark sense of humor, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, but I haven't heard of that before. I have heard of box breathing, but what yeah. I didn't hear is the first step that you mentioned about putting your hand on down on the lower of color, like the lower Dantian, I think in Chinese. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and like, is that below the belly button? It is below the belly button. Okay. And then, so if you can breathe into that, because I went to a workshop once where they were, they were saying actually breathe it, in, breathe into your vagina, like breathe through that way. But this is a similar area, like in that space. And then, and then you can start the breathing.
2: Yeah. The reason I say. Breathe in, and so you can feel your lower belly come out, is so you know your diaphragm is actually expanding down. And that is what gives your body the message that you're not running. Mm hmm. Yeah. So you want to feel that belly come out, that lower belly.
1: Mm, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And there's another breathing technique in India where they do alternate nasal breathing. So, what do you know? Um, the difference, like wh- yeah, which that's
2: be you're right. That's pranayama, mm-hmm. and it's great for balance. But hey, balance. okay. So the right side is going to activate you, so it's going to activate your sympathetic nervous system. The left side calms you. Hmm. So if you're in perfect balance, then yes, you can alternate. But most people are pretty stressed. So I say you probably don't want to rev yourself up. And in this particular situation, you want to calm yourself down. And that's why you're breathing
1: in and out only through the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay. So let's talk about some more tips. Are there any phrases that might be uh, inspiring or transform your life? Um. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it you. It is
2: my favorite phrase. It sounds really, really simple, but if you're worried about something, instead of being worried about it, and I use this with my fertility patients mm. for, and, and it always worked. So for them, it's wow. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my happy, healthy baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for my happy, healthy baby. And they over and over. So, it, but you can use it for anything that you're worried about. If you're worried about your relationship, if you're worried about meeting someone, if you're worried about selling your house, you know, it, you can use it for anything in your life. And the thank you, thank you, thank you is not only gratitude, which has been proven to help rewire your mind, but it also helps your self con- your subconscious, your, your subconscious mind know that this has already happened so it can get to work, because that's your creative mind, get to work to make it happen for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, amazing. So what are what are some of the signs that stress might be affecting, being uh, detrimental to your relationship, like a romantic relationship?
2: <laughs> Firsthand knowledge here. Um, if you're...
1: <laughs> Hey, I'm right there with you.
2: I would say if you're noticing that you're short with them, if mm. you're irritable, if you cut them off, mm. if you get frustrated really easily, mm-hmm. if you get ignited easily, or even if your thoughts go negative, and we can talk about why stress and negativity are hand in hand, but if your thoughts go negative really quick, that those are all signs you're headed for a danger zone. And it's Mm -hmm. not that you're in a danger zone with those signs, but if you don't do something about it, you're headed in that direction.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So be aware of that.
2: Just like for health, I say, if you notice that your breasts are short, shallow and closer together more often than they're deep and down low, that's also a sign that you're headed into some health issues. So you're gonna wanna a few times a day do that breathing exercise that I just taught you in order to re-pattern.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Build those neural pathways. Now um, I'm, I'm just wondering how, what's next for you? Are, are you going on tour? Like what, what do you, what do you see? What's part of your destiny and, and desire to share with the world?
2: That's a good question. I am working now on a program where I can work with people to do this mm-hmm. because I think reading a book is one thing, but I also think it's another thing to work with people and in a group situation where everybody can help each other. So I'm working on that. I've been doing um, interviews like your fabulous podcast. Thank you for <laughs> having me. And I, I would like to start, speaking and you know, my dream is to, it mean, has always been to do a Ted talk. So.
1: Oh, well that's great. Yeah. You're, you got that down girl. That, that's going to be awesome that your Ted thank, talk. Thank you. Thank is you. there such thing as good stress? Yes, but
2: I veer away from good stress because in our society, I feel like we're trying to placate everybody all the time for everything. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's like, oh, don't worry. you're. Yeah. Sure. Good stress can help us with an adrenaline and get things done and have more focus sometimes. And if it's less than once a day, it's okay. If it's more than once a day. It's going to start hurting you physiologically and psychologically.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, what is Zen success to you?
2: For me, Zen success is peace in your life. Mm. Because I think success can be defined by your job or what you do, but I think it's defined by your life how you live it, and how you feel every day. And since we're all human, that's impossible to feel peaceful all the time. I am not saying I feel peaceful all the time, but that's my goal is to find joy and gratitude and love every day. Yeah, For me, that's Zen success.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. So if people want to work with you, how how would they do that? I know you have your book and you're going to have group sessions. Um, I mean, do you do virtual sessions as well or only virtual or in person? You have an office? I do have an office. I still see patients. Okay. So if somebody lives in
2: St. Louis or the surrounding area, that can work for them. And I don't do one-on-one virtual sessions at the moment. I'm working more on the group because I think a group situation can even be more valuable for people because people will ask questions you didn't even know you had, or people Mm. will bring up situations. You're like, Oh, that's why that was going on. Cause we have these blinders and blind spots and blocks so many times. So I'm, I'm hoping that the program will be out in July.
1: Oh, well, we'll look forward to seeing that and hearing more about what you're doing and your future TED Talk. It's been such a pleasure learning about you and your book, The Calm Code. It was really insightful. Actually, I learned a lot um, about just different ways to manage stress. So I'll put your website and how to order your book in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today, Annie. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. I love your podcast. Oh, thanks so much. Have a great day. You too.
0: That's it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen success journey and join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen success in life.